Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Cloud with you here. We are starting a new series and we're finally back alongside the sermon series as close as we'll get to it. So we're going through a sermon series on Sundays and Thursdays called Called Up. And that's going through the book of First Thessalonians, hitting the major points. And so this podcast will go through verse by verse. And so today I've got the first three verses. We're going to take it in tidbits. Nice and slow, so make sure we don't miss anything, get some more extra detail that we may have missed or not been able to get to on Sundays. And so the premise of that series is called up. It's kind of a play on words, talking about the end times, you know, this play on words about we're called up at the end, right, as believers, but also we're called up to holy living. In other words, you're being called up to to live this way or not live that way, et cetera. And so uh, called up. That's the name of the series. And so uh, we're working through the book of First Thessalonians. Those are some of the major themes, and we'll be seeing those uh, multiple times. So let's just go ahead and read verses one through three. I'm reading out of the ESV, and then we'll spend a little time doing some intro stuff for the book in general. So here we go. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's three verses. Let's do it again. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're going to spend a little time on those intro intro verses because I know, here's myself, I'm just talking about myself, maybe you do this. We tend to pick up a book, all right, starting First Thessalonians. Uh, Paul, to you, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all right, let's get into what he's actually saying, right? It's just the introduction. Who cares? It's a formality. You know, when we're seeing each other in the hallway, we say, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you, right? It's procedure. There's no reason to read into that. And so, but we see here in this text, there is, because uh, there, Paul is making, it's an introduction, yes, right? So there's the formality. But there's also, it's a theological statement. And he says this in verse 1, to the Thessalonians, and then there's a colon in our English Bible. It says, grace and peace to you. That's not just a, hey, I hope you all feel good. Hope grace and you all have peace, right? He's making a specific statement. And so it's not necessarily, you know, the emotional thing he's speaking to, although that's certainly included. But what's most important is this theological statement. In other words, he's saying grace and peace from God. So if you have the grace of God, which has forgiven us, we don't get what we deserve. We've been given grace, and then therefore that results in peace with God, which is our default state is is at war with God. We're sinners. And so the whole gospel is that we have peace with God through the work the substitutionary atonement of the, Jesus on the cross, right? So in just this three-letter clause or three-word clause, Paul's saying like grace and peace to you, right? This means, the first point I'm making is that the indicative always comes before the imperative. In other words, you can't do this and do that and don't do this and don't do that 
unless you're a Christian in the first place, because we don't work for those things. We work out those things. And that's, we'll see that in the letter. That's very important. All the ethical, do this, don't do that. The imperatives, hey, you go do this. Never work until we have established first the indicative. You are at peace with God because of Jesus and the gospel. And so he starts the book out that way. It's very important. Like it's not just a formality. He's making a theological statement. And so we need to see that. So that gets us into some intro things for the book, right? The who. Well, we've seen it's to Christians, people that have been saved. That's important. Who else? Paul's the one writing, uh, and he uses the first person plural a lot in the book. Most people, I mean, even the critics don't contest that Paul's the author. He's the main author. But here in verse 1, he says, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. And so when he says, we, 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 we wish you, we, we you know, all these things that we, we care about you, he wants to send the Thessalonians a message that this whole missionary team, which they had been their church planters, uh, was unified in their writing to them, in their care of them, and their wishes for them. And so it's two Christians from Paul, but he's also part of this larger team. What? Well, it's pretty simple. This is a pastoral epistle. Paul is pastoring this church. He cares about them. And uh, you'll see later on in the letter that it's not just the letter that he's writing. There's a series of letters that have gone back and forth as he's checking up on them. And he hasn't been able to go, so he sends Timothy. And so it's this exchange of, hey, I'm writing you a letter. Hey, Timothy came back to me with news, and I'm writing you back. Like, there's that kind of a thing. And so all this has kind of gone on during um, a huge thing of context to look up is in Acts chapter 15 through 18. So in Acts chapter 17, that's actually when Thessalonians, the church at Thessalonica, gets started it gets planted and so that happens in acts chapter 17 and so long story short thessaloniki or thessalonica it's hard to say that uh as it's pronounced now it's in modern day greece greece then as well so thessalonica was a capital of the roman province of macedonia it was a big hubbub right it's they believed in the greco-roman cult lots of trade modern city that kind of a thing during the time and so what happens here in, in Acts, the lead up to Thessalonians, is Paul and his missionary team, they're on the, the second missionary journey, and they found this church. They begin preaching in the synagogue. Well, everybody goes nuts and chases them out of town. Well, we could talk more about that. You can read that more for yourself. But it's not good, right? They actually have to leave town, and they're worried. Like, they started this church there, and then these riots and, and people are, you know, violence and all the, all the things. And so the church isn't doing well. If you looked at it from that, it's like, Oh, that's not a great start. If your first Sunday starts off with a riot um, and people having to hide and being chased out of town. And so that's, what's going on. That's kind of the context. And then again, so Paul's writing, he's concerned, right? He wants to know how their faith is doing. He's not a save them and leave them kind of pastor. And so he wants to see that they're growing. So that's the ultimate context. We've seen also in verse 1 that there's a theological statement. This is to Christians. Nothing else will make sense unless we first establish that. And then as a practical takeaway, we're going to get from verse 2 and 3. We give thanks to God always for you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. So we need to be constantly in prayer. We'll see that again. And then verse 3 
remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and your labor of love and your steadfastness or endurance of the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so as the takeaway today, as we've gone through this big intro and these first three verses, which we tend to skip, we see that we're called up to endure. We're called up to endurance. We're called up to steadfastness, to keep on keeping on. So many times we see that in this book and all through Scripture, but we're called up to endure. The Thessalonians were going through the thick of it. Paul wants to encourage them and call them up to endurance. Y'all don't quit. Whatever you're going through in your life right now, don't quit. Keep on keeping on and and keep going, right? We need to be steadfast. We need to endure. Hurrah, right? And so what we see so many times and when we think of the word endurance, I just got to grit and bear my teeth and kind of sit back and let the punches hit me and I'll just sit here and take it. Well, that's not the kind of endurance that Paul is talking about because if you look at that verse, He's giving thanks to the Father for your work of faith. In other words, the Thessalonians, their work of faith, and he says, and your labor of love and your endurance, right? And so this endurance that we're called up to is not a passive endurance. It's not just sit there and take it, grit your teeth, I can do this, I can do this, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. No, it's an active and it's a busy endurance that makes an impact in the world for God's glory through our own personal lives, through that suffering, through that endurance. And so we endure, but that's an endurance that's working out their faith. That's an endurance that's laboring in love. And that's an endurance that is living in the hope of Jesus Christ. Now, the hope of Jesus Christ, what does that mean? Well, Jesus has already ascended. And so, as we'll see continually through the book of Thessalonians, our hope is that Jesus is going to return, right? This is temporary. Our endurance produces all these things. It's busy. It's working out faith, etc. But we're waiting, anticipating eagerly for the return of Christ, the end times, which will be relieved ultimately. And so, until then, we can endure. That's been a long introduction. I hope this has helped you. Y'all, I'm excited for this book study. I hope you are as well. Continue to read it for yourself and come back here as we'll walk through it together on the New Vision Podcast. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode. 